0: I understand you've had some problems And you wonder what you're gonna do I believe I know someone to solve them And he's paid the price already loving you There is power in his blood Power in his blood There is power in the blood of the Lamb and that is now, and every problem has to bow to the power in the blood of the Lamb. Some people took the blood songs from their hymn book to better fit their services, they said. I don't think they'll ever know God's power without singing about the blood that Jesus shed. There is power in His blood, power in His, his blood. blood, there is power in the blood of the Lamb. It remains a healing stream, breaking yokes and meeting needs, there is power in time, the high, the mighty, the low, the down and out, whosoever will may call on Jesus, apply the blood you took can shout it out, there is power in his blood, power in his blood, there is power in Sinners white as snow There is power in the blood of the Lamb There is power in His blood Power in His blood There is power in the blood of the Lamb To the curse I say goodbye Then I bleed the blood and I testify There is power in the blood of the Lamb You you can get yourself to where you're tired. You can you can kind of run, 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 run until you get wearied. And, and uh, at those particular times, there are some challenges that can come to you a little more clearly at moments like that than other times. When you've really busied yourself and you've just gotten so many activities going and we say having a lot of irons in the fire. And I'm thinking about the Lord Jesus in a similar situation uh, from the standpoint that... Uh, jesus went on a fast for 40 days and you know when you're on a fast uh, and i can't imagine jesus not doing something during those 40 days i don't imagine him i don't picture him just uh, lying around you know and so forth and, and just drinking maybe a little cool water or something but i can see him going about doing good as it says in acts he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil for god was with him so i know jesus was doing something he was using energy and so forth, but he's on a 40-day fast. And there's a certain amount of taxing that's going to bring to the body. You know, if you're not eating and you're not nourishing your body, there are certain things that uh, it would be possible to be wearied or to become tired. And the Bible says that angels came and ministered to him at the end of that time. But just before the end of that time or during the latter uh, moments and hours and days of that fast, uh, we see a picture how the uh, God of this world, Satan, came to tempt him. And brought temptation up before Jesus, you know took him up on the pinnacle of the uh, uh, temple and and then he showed him all the kingdoms of the earth in a moment of time and, uh, and and made certain offers to him and Jesus kept turning down the offer of Satan to go his way. you know Jesus said in one place he said, uh, "The prince of this world cometh and findeth nothing in me and uh, I think a little easier way to understand that is uh, the devil's coming with with some uh, idea in mind to get a hold on my life or to move in on me, but he doesn't find anything in me like him. So he doesn't have any avenues into me. I believe that's a good explanation on that. He doesn't find anything in me like him. So that's why we want to guard against those things, uh, to not let ourselves uh, be like the devil in any way, so we would give him an entrance into us. So, you know, when when a person gets tired or a person gets uh Uh, kind of, you might say, worn down to a certain degree or you've taken a lot of load on, then many times the enemy would bring pictures and he'll bring temptations and little little inside pictures that kind of flash across the inner consciousness of your mind and so forth. And uh, so such a thing uh, happened to me and I uh, was awakened in the wee hours of the morning and uh, I was just lying there uh awake then and I finally decided I'm going to get up and and uh, go open my bible and I was really looking for an answer because I didn't really want to be thinking about all those things. I mean the, those were some troublesome thoughts. And you know there is a key, there is a key to each door that we need and so I got up and went in and turned on the lights in the living area and got my bible out and spread it out and while I was there I just happened to look over to my uh uh, uh library and I and I reached over for a tape set and open it up, it's a four tape set, and there's one tape missing. Tape number one out of four uh, are uh, is uh, the four four tapes. one tape is missing. so now tape number two is there, so I just reach and get tape number two because if number one in there, what do you do? You reach for number two. And so this beautiful teaching in a seminar that I had attended and and Marilyn Hickey is teaching. And she's teaching on psalming, and she have not even mentioned on that tape, she said David Ingalls would really feel at home here. You know, she was teaching about psalming. And pretty soon she made a statement. Of course, you see, I've at least heard her say it one other time, but I hadn't remembered it. But she made this statement, psalming builds a can-do attitude. Well, all those negative pictures come into my mind, and uh, mountains were beginning to form, and I was seeing the mountains big and, and me small, And see, I needed this kind of a help, and so God just led me in here, and so I'm hearing this beautiful teaching, and this statement made, and I want to share this with you today. This is very important to you today. Psalming builds a can-do attitude. See, the things that bothers us usually are the things we can't do or we think we can't do. Can't do this, can't do that, not able to do this, not able to do that. All those things bring stress upon us. So, psalming builds a can-do attitude. I happen to think of Moses, and I've got to go through this quick because our time is short, but uh, Moses wrote the very first psalms. He wrote the very first psalms. Now, when you think about it, if he wrote any, he had to write the first psalms, or someone else did, but Moses did. He wrote the first psalms, and they are 90 and 91. He wrote 90 and 91. Because you say, well, I thought David was a psalm. Well, but see, Moses was before David. So he had to write, if he wrote any psalms, he had to write the first ones. So here it is, 90 and 91, and Moses starts out psalming. Now, I don't think we ever think of this, but they didn't read the word here in the psalms. They're singing this. All of this is with a tune. Every word has a tune to it. They're psalming out to the Lord. And really, Moses, when he begins his psalm in, in Psalm 90, he starts out. I'll just hit a couple of high spots. Uh, He's saying to the Lord, in music, we are consumed by thine anger. And by thy wrath are we troubled. So, see, he's singing this out to God. You have set our iniquities before you and our secret sins in the light of thy countenance. I don't know what tune he was using. He comes on down, he says, Well, the days of our years are threescore and ten, and if by reason of strength they be fourscore. See, he's bringing this up because it's unusual. It's not a matter that this is the usual thing. See, this is not normal. Seventy and eighty years is not normal because why would he bring this up? If it was normal, you wouldn't sing about something normal. You're thinking, hey, this is what's happening. He's saying, there's something wrong here because people are dying at 70 or 80. There's something wrong. Well, the thing that was wrong is they had rebelled against God at Kadesh Bornea. They're in rebellion. That's what's wrong. And, of course, the curse has come upon them, and therefore they're dying at 70 and 80 years of age. So, you know, to to just live to 70 and 80 and then to give in at that point, well, that's, Taking, I mean, that's taking on the effects of the curse. Well, we say veto to that. Well, anyhow, I gotta go through this quick. So we come on around and he's pretty negative about, it. he's tell, Lord, uh, uh, you know, uh, give us as much pleasure as you've given us problems here, you know, and that's not a good thing to say to God. Uh, and then he finally gets, started getting into faith. Now remember, psalming builds a can-do attitude. So he gets down to about verse 16 and 17, the last two verses, and he begins to say, uh, and let the beauty of the Lord our God be upon us. Now see, he's getting in faith. And establish you, thou the work of our hands upon us. Yea, the work of our hands establish thou it. Then he goes right on into Psalm 91. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. And all these positive things comes all the way down with the great things. You lift us up. Uh, No evil shall befall us, uh, neither in any plague come near our dwelling. See where he is? Psalming builds a can-do attitude. Then God comes down and dwells in his psalm and speaks directly through him. Because he set his love upon me, I'll deliver him. I'll set him on high because he hath known my name. He'll call upon me. I'll answer him. I'll be with him in trouble. I'll deliver him. or, Or Moses, I'll deliver you. You know, With long life will I satisfy you, Moses, and show you my salvation. I'm paraphrasing that. How old did he live to be? The others are dying at 70 and 80. Because he psalmed his way into a can-do attitude and into faith. He lived to be 120 years of age. I'm David Ingalls, and you've been listening to The Hour of Anointing. Today's offer is my instrumental music CD entitled Refreshing Instrumentals. This is a collection of medleys of several of my songs performed by a full orchestra with Jimmy Kelly at the piano. Your spirit will be stirred. Your soul will be refreshed as you listen. Stay tuned for ordering information. To order today's offer and additional David Ingalls products, including music CDs and downloads, soundtracks and songbooks, Call us toll-free at 1-877-34-RADIO or visit us online at diministries.org. And while you're there, check out audio archives of past programs, including today's broadcast. Our mailing address is David Ingalls Ministries, P.O. Box 1924, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74101. When writing, please include an offering for radio time along with the call letters of this station. Tune in weekdays at the same time for the Hour of Anointing with David Ingalls.